Welcome to the True North Podcast. This podcast is about navigating through today's culture in the direction that lands at the heart of God. Let's go! Oh, we exalt you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Look at somebody and say, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We'll do the offering at the end. <clears throat> Happy Sunday, everyone. Did anybody, anybody get anything in the worship this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, team. Thank you, team. Worship team. <laughs> I I love that song. Worthy is your name. Mm, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Mm. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name. Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Mm. He's worthy, amen. amen. He's worthy of all the praise. Every thank you that you can give him, he's more than worthy of it, amen. amen. That's why we sing. We don't just sing because when you get in church, that's what you do in the first part of the service. But we sing because he's worthy of it. You know, you ever, have you ever been to a, a really good restaurant and... Uh, you know the food's just amazing. The the service is good. You just you when the when the waitress comes by or the waiter comes by, you just man, I don't know who to tell, but this is just so good. Thank you. Tell the tell the chef thank you. And you and you and you you willing to give them a little extra on the tip more than you know your what you you know normally do. You like man, thank you so much. You're you're going out your way, all that. You can't thank them enough. And you and better yet, not only can you not thank them enough, but when you get in the car, you you're still thinking about it. You know, and if you if you if it's lunchtime that you that this happened, then come dinner time, you're you're like, man, that was just a such good meal. You don't want anything else because nothing can compare to it. The same way we should we should have that same appreciation about Jesus. Lord, just thank you. Thank you for saving my life. Lord, thank you for giving me the children that you're giving me. Lord, thank you for giving me the, the marriage that I'm in. Lord, thank you for giving me the roof over my head. When I was a kid, I used to hear them say, we do testify service. And, uh, and Sister Doris would get up, or, or Granny, or even Marilyn would get up, and they would always say, they said, Lord, thank you for the, I want to thank God, give glory and honor to God for the roof over my head. And I'd be sitting right here. As a little kid, I'm like, the roof? We thank you, God, for the roof? Really? This is what I'm, now, I didn't say that loud, because I had vintage mama back then. Add vintage mama, vintage mama with a, you know, real quick. <laughs> but in my heart, I'm like, we thank God for the roof over our head. And she'd be like, I thank God for the roof over my head. Thank God for the clothes on my back, the clothes in the closet, the gas in my car. And she, she would go down the list of necessities. And as she's going down the list of necessities, you would see this gratefulness begin to bubble up. And she, she would preach herself happy. And I'm like, how's she, how she, how's she feeling this way over necessities? And as an adult, I'm like, Lord, <laughs> thank you for the gas in the car. Lord, thank you for the food in the fridge. It's different when you get older. It's the, the necessities become a, oh, God, thank you. Oh, gas went down again. Lord, thank you. Lord, they, they, they're comping us on our meal, giving us, oh, thank you. What are we going to cook? Oh, we cooked last night. There's still leftover. Lord, thank you. Amen. 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 If you have a Bible today, we're going to be coming from several different, excuse me, several different places. But today I want to talk about uh, <clears throat> should Christians celebrate Halloween? I know I didn't want to title it that way, but I felt like it was very clickbaitish. Um, should Christians celebrate Halloween? And, and if you stick with me on this journey, I, I believe that. Um, you're going to be surprised where we land, um, and I will go and give you a uh, uh, go and give you a spoiler alert. There is no black and white answer. It's 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 not more of an answer, but it's more of a destination. It's more of a journey. Um, <clears throat> amen. amen. Lord, thank you so much for today, God. You are so awesome. You are so wonderful. We love you, Lord. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. In Jesus' name, everybody said. 
Amen. So, you know, real quick, I want to go over some of the history of, of Halloween. Halloween is among the oldest traditions in the world as it focuses on the relationship between the living and the dead. Um, every recorded civilization has created uh, the has created their own uh, rituals and observances focused on what happens to people when they die, where they go, and how the living should best honor those who have passed or respond to the dead who seem unwilling or unable to move on. Many countries... Uh, many countries around the world today celebrate Halloween in one form or another. You know, from Mexico's Day of the Dead, uh, I think what Cinco de Mayo, Day of the Dead, um, to um, uh, China, they do a tomb sweeping. I, I, I'll be honest, I'm not going to no tombs and, and clean it. Nope, nope, nah, bruh, nope. As that movie says, nope, that's me. Nope, I ain't doing that. <laughs> But uh, the modern-day observance of Halloween in countries such as here in, uh, in the U.S., where this tradition is most popular, shares in the ancient tradition. Um, and, and as the years have gone on, some aspects of the holiday have relatively rec uh, have developed recent de uh, developments, excuse me, recent developments, um, and can be traced back to the Celtic Festival. Now, the Celtics believed that the veil between the worlds of the living and the dead was the thinnest among, uh, around this time of the year. They believed that it was, it was the thinnest um, around this time of the year so the dead could return and walk where they had before. Further, those who had died in the past year and who, for one reason or another, had not yet moved on could do so at this time and might interact with the living in saying goodbye. This pagan observance, including stocking up supplies for the winter, slaughtering cattle and disposing of the bones and bonefires, which in time came to be known as bonfires, were gatherings of communities for feasting and drinking while this was going on. But there, there was also the awareness of the thin time of the year and the possibility of the other worldly visitors showing up at the party. Departed loved ones were expected and welcomed, and the practice of setting out favorite foods for the dead may have originated as early as 2,000 years ago. But many other kinds of spirits, some were some which never had human form, um, were also uh, were also known to try to make an appearance. Further, there was a very good chance that the spirit of a person one may have wronged would also make an appearance. In order to deceive the spirits, people darkened their faces with ashes from the bonfires, a practice later known as guising, and this developed into. Mask. Eventually, they stopped doing that. They wear masks, which eventually led to how we wear masks and dress up in costumes and stuff like that. A living person would recognize the spirit of a loved one and could then reveal themselves, but otherwise remain safe from the unwanted attention of darker forces. So watch this. When the British came to North America, they brought these traditions with them. The Puritans of New England refused to observe any holidays which might which might be associated with pagan beliefs, such as Christmas and Easter. I don't know if you knew this, but actually Easter and Christmas is a pagan observance. We'll go over that in a little bit. The rituals of, of the Celtics arrived in the United States less than a century later with the displacement of the Irish <clears throat> during the potato famine, which is... That's, I don't know, that's funny to say. It wasn't funny back then, but it's potato. Oh, there's a potato, potato shortage, chicken wing shortage, KFC shortage. I'm, I'm going to leave them alone. The Irish, largely Catholic, continued to observe All Hallows' Eve, which is All Saints' Day, All Souls' Day, or we know as Halloween, along with the practice of souling. But these festivals by now were infused with folk traditions such as the jack-o'-lantern. The jack-o'-lantern is associated with the Irish folktale, where... Um, uh, where there was a man after his death, he roamed the world carrying a small lantern made of a turnip with a red hot ember um, to light that would light his way. Scholars believe this was a legend, not real. Scholars believe that this was a legend. Later, the Irish would uh, hollow out turnips and carve them with faces, placing a candle inside so that as they went about souling on the night when the veil between life and death was thinnest, they would be protected from the spirits. The basics of Halloween were now in place with the people going from house to house asking for sweet treats in the form of the soul cakes and carrying jack-o'-lanterns. Shortly after their arrival here in the United States, the Irish traded a turnip for the pumpkin as the lantern of choice. And we see today, that's why you see all the pumpkins carved. So ultimately, scholars deem this as just a legend. But watch this. At the core of all this, Halloween is a pagan holiday. 
Halloween is a pagan holiday. Pagan is someone who practices paganism, which is spiritual beliefs and practices other than those of Judaism, Islam, or especially Christianity, like Wicca or polytheistic religion or, or anything that is Rome, ancient Rome or Greece. However, let's remember that pagans started this to observe the dead and for a chance to reconnect with lost ones or loved ones who had been wronged. Let's let, understand all, all of this started with them missing their loved ones. Or, man, I, I didn't get a chance to say goodbye. And instead of running to Jesus, they went the opposite way. And we see when, when, you, when, you, choose, when you don't choose Jesus and choose whatever, whatever just comes, comes to your, your fancy, whatever comes to your mind, that's why you have to take captive every thought, take captive every imagination that rises itself against God. Because what would have happened if they would have took captive of every thought? Instead, they went the opposite way. They went the opposite end of the spectrum. But watch this. <clears throat> they, did this in a, they did this also for a chance to, uh, to communicate with them at a time that they believed the space between life and death was the thinnest. But also, let me remind you of the truth. Somebody say the truth. The truth is in 2 Corinthians 5 8, we've heard it before, but I'll, we'll put it on the screen. 2 Corinthians 5 8 said, Paul says, We are confident, yes, well pleased, rather to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Once you've crossed over into eternity, there is no returning back. Bless their hearts as much as they wanted to interact with the loved ones. We know the truth is once you cross over into eternity, there is no coming back. That's why Paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Amen. Amen. So once you have crossed over into eternity, there is no return back to this reality through any pagan observance and or ritual. Remember this. Halloween wasn't around in the times that the Bible was being written. That's why there's no clear scripture. When you read the Bible, there's no clear scripture that says thou shall not observe Halloween or thou shall give candy. Thou shall not give candy. Thou shall dress up as Superman. Thou shall not dress up as Superman. Thou shall dress up as Daredevil if you choose to. Or thou shall dress up as Tina Turner if you choose. To. No, there's no there's no specific. That's not shots. I'm just these are different ideas that come to me. You know, just hey, just just go with it. All right. Just go with it. I was trying. I was trying to think of the coolest little kid I seen last night. Uh, I can't. He, he was dressed up as Aang, in my opinion. He was dressed up as Aang, the little airbender. But, I mean, he had it down, had a little drawing on his head and all. I was like, oh, man, you really committed. I'll be honest, when I was a kid and, and mom and dad let me dress up, I, we chose the easier ones. I, I understand why they chose them now. As a parent, I'm like, y'all, y'all, kudos to y'all. For kindergarten and first grade, dressed up as a football player for the New York Giants. You know, third grade, I don't know what happened to second grade. Second grade, I don't, I don't remember that. But third grade, I know I dressed up as a ninja. I had to beg. I had to beg mom, let me dress up as a ninja. She's like, you are not going to school fighting. I said, I'm not, I promise. I won't go fighting. So she let me go as a ninja, but she made me put the, keep the, she kept the weapons with her. At Mata's, the little toy sword and all that. So, you know, here I am. Somebody else was a ninja. And, you know, they had their little sword. And here I am just, <laughs> you know. So I was just like, well, whatever, you know. Yeah, you win some, you lose some. It was <laughs> she probably don't remember that, but I do, okay? I just, so. But they always chose the easier costumes, you know. But, uh, but remember this Halloween, it wasn't around in the, uh, it wasn't around when the, when the Bible was being written. That's why there's no one clear verse that says, thou should not celebrate Halloween. However, there is a path of navigation that's been laid out for us by Jesus, on how to walk through this, amen? See, a lot of times people, people in the world or people in the culture love to say, well, the, how, you know, the Bible doesn't have clear instructions on da-da-da, so therefore we just make it up as we go. No, it may not have a specific do this or don't do that, but there, Jesus does lay a path on us how to navigate in this world. I mean, literally, he lived in this world. He lived in a world of paganism. He lived in a world where people were worshiping all kinds of gods. And still he showed us how to walk through that same type of, same type of terrain, yeah. following the leading of the Spirit. Amen? Amen? So there are some principles we can look at in regards to how we Christians should have or should behave and conduct ourselves come October 31st, so come tomorrow. So number one, we should avoid genetic fallacy. Avoid genetic fallacy. Genetic fallacy is a fallacy that's based solely on someone or something's history origin or source rather than its current meaning or contents. 
avoid avoid uh, avoid lumping uh, avoid you know basing something solely on what it what it originated as versus what it means right now. Let me give you an example. It's going to blow your mind. You know, uh, let me give you an example. Disregarding what October 31st means today in our community and eliminating it because it's a pagan origin or lumping it up into the work of the devil just because of, you know, it's pagan origin. This is an example of genetic fallacy. You know, if we do that for Halloween, we have to do that for all pagan holidays, all pagan observances. You know what one famous pagan observance that we all contribute to? Christmas is one. But I'm going to blow your mind. Your birthday. Your birthday. There is no clear scripture that says you should be celebrating yourself one day out of the year. There's no scripture that says you need to give yourself some red velvet cake, you know, some red velvet ice cream. There's no, there's no, there's, uh, I'm not knocking birthday. Trust me, I love my birthday. I love my born day. But there's no clear scripture that says, you know what, there's one day out of the year where you need to turn up because you have entered into the world. You know, another example would be, watch this, another example would be days of the week. Sunday. It's not spelled, you know, we, we all, that's the Lord's Day. Lindsay, we, we don't, don't you not Sunday? Well, it's not spelled S-O-N day. It's spelled S-U-N day because it was named after the sun god. Monday was named after the moon god. So if we throw Halloween away because it's of its pagan origins, we have to throw away our birthday because it was developed by paganists. We have to throw away Sunday. We have to throw away Monday because it was, I mean, like the list goes on and on and on. I mean, if you pick one, you got to pick it all. You throw one away, you got to throw. So therefore, Lindsay, you're blowing my mind. What are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? I will tell you what we're supposed to do, Okay. Calm down, I promise. We're going to get somewhere, I promise. I promise. Therefore, we must not give in to um, just picking and uh, cherry-picking different things. Well, I'm, I'm not going to practice this, but I'm going to keep all this. You know, it's, it's not a buffet. You know, life is not a buffet where you can just, you know, well, I only want this type of chicken and these type of noodles and everything else. No, no, no. We have to take it all in and then filter it through the cross. Somebody say through the cross. If you're not filtering your decisions, if you're not filtering through filtering uh, the aspects of your life through the finished work of Jesus, then you are missing out on how you are truly supposed to live this life. Amen. Number two, avoid the misuse of Christian freedom. We're probably going to step on some toes this morning, but avoid the misuse of Christian freedom. Some people see Halloween as an opportunity to engage in things that they normally wouldn't engage in any other time throughout the year. First Peter says this, he says in First Peter 2, 16, as God's loving servants, you, somebody say me, me, should live in complete freedom, but never use your freedom as a cover up for evil. Watch this. Paul says in Ephesians chapter five, verse 13, but their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. No wonder why Jesus says that you are a lamp sitting on a lampstand. You're a city sitting on a hill. So therefore, we're not supposed to use Halloween as a license for us or as a free pass for us to do what we want to do. You know, we can't we can't say, OK, I'm going to serve Jesus today. Oh, Halloween's tomorrow. So, you know, you know, what I'm going to do, you know, what I'm going to do, you know, Halloween cannot be a license or a free pass for us. Watch us to wear provocative clothing in public. We had some people come through last night that uh, Kelsey's like, do you see that? I'm like, no, nope. I'm mm. Bro code, husband code, Anthony, you know what I'm talking about. No, I didn't see none. Man you, man, you see the water tower? Man, I think they put a WBBG cameras. I, Lindsay, you can, nah, I ain't looking. Lindsay, you, it's safe to look. No, nah. No, no, ain't catching me. Ain't catching me. Ain't catching me. Faithful. Faithful. <laughs> Faithful. Faithful is this husband. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I, faith that's 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 a, that's hey just letting you know okay <laughs> it is and you know even even as i've worked in jackson even as I've traveled over and we've all seen it whether it's uh seen it out in person or seen it on tv but a lot of times you know you see the people with, that wear like the really really on the edge like hey you know like is, is there room for the holy spirit in that like that's really tight 
as and you know, like uh, as, as great as they might, as great as we may think it looks, but at the end of the day, if we're following Jesus, we can't use Halloween as a free pass or a license for us to to uh, to engage in lustful attire. We can't use Halloween as a license or a free pass to get drunk or tipsy. Can't use Halloween as a, a license or a free pass to celebrate dead things or dead people. In other words, don't use Halloween as an excuse. Watch us to act the opposite of who Christ has redeemed you to be. There's nothing wrong with, there's nothing, what I'm saying is there's nothing wrong with uh, giving out candy. There's nothing wrong with dressing up, but you got to filter it through the re- redemption that Jesus has. You got you to gotta filter it through what he's redeemed you to be. If he's redeemed you to be whole, wholesome, loving, you know, full of patience, practicing kindness. Okay, then reflect that in your costume. If Jesus has given you this, if Jesus has given you power, love, and sound mind, then don't dress up as somebody scary. You know, bless his heart, Kellen. I love him. Kellen, bless, he's, he's super church. He's super church. I, that, you know, yesterday when uh, uh, there's, uh, there's a guy in a scarecrow outfit, you know, I saw <laughs> it. Got, it caught me by surprise. So I tell us, "Ooh!" I look. I look over. Keller was gone. <laughs> Keller, <laughs> Keller took out. <laughs> he said, "Nope." <laughs> he, 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 I, he was already in the bed. I was like, "Oh, you really are Sonic!" Like you. <laughs> he was gone. He said, "I ain't playing with that." <laughs> hey, and uh, and, that, and every time somebody that would everybody somebody every time somebody that would come that would uh, that would cause fear to rise within him he was gone, and what's crazy is a lot of Christians a lot of times well we 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 say well it's just one day of the year, you know we can put up with it one day a year we you know it ain't gonna hurt to you know yeah ain't gonna hurt to dress up or it ain't gonna hurt to hang out with that, versus you know what ah this doesn't set well in my spirit. This is the opposite of who Jesus, listen, I've had, I got a past. Jesus redeemed me from a fearful past. Why do I want to go back down that road again? You know, you know, uh, one of the things that, you know, in an AA meeting, you know, one of the things that they encourage is, you know, don't, you know, if you're struggling with alcohol, don't go sit in a bar. No, don't surround yourself with the thing that, you know, really was a, you know, a, a, a monster or a monkey on your back for, you know, so many years. You know, so therefore, don't use Halloween as a well. We need to go save them. Yes, that may be true, but at the same time, you got to be smart about it. Amen. Don't put yourself in situations or scenarios or surround yourself with people that you know what this could cause me to, you know, take two steps back, three steps back, four steps back. This can cause me to question my faith. Amen. Amen. Number three, avoid being legalistic. Somebody say legalistic. Avoid having an opinion or bias about what you think the Bible says about Halloween. Say that again. Avoid having an opinion or bias about what you think the Bible says about Halloween. Remember, it clearly doesn't mention anything about October 31st. Legalism, legalistic, it derives from legalism. Legalism, watch this, is when we speak on behalf of God in areas that he has never spoken about. Also, that's known as false prophecy. It's known as being a Pharisee. Literally, that's, that's what the Pharisees did. I'm going to say that again. Legalism is when we speak on behalf of God in areas that he has not spoken. And then we judge people as false prophets or less spiritual or less Christian than we are. Based off of something God never said. Something we come up with. Something we come up with. Amen. Something we come up with. <clears throat> Doing that is acting just like the New Testament, uh, New Testament Pharisees that Jesus was constant and he was always in constant conflict with. In Matthew chapter seven, verses one through five, here's what Jesus had to say about the Pharisees. He says this refuse to be a critic full of bias toward others and judgment will not be passed on you. Verse two, for you'll be judged by the same standard that you you that you've used to judge others. That's powerful. The measurement you use on them will be used on you. Why would you focus on the flaw? Watch this. Why would you focus on the flaw in someone else's eye and yet fail to notice the glaring flaws of your own? Verse four. How could you say to your friend, let me show you where you're wrong when you're guilty of even more? 
And then verse five, you've been hypocritical and a hypocrite. First, acknowledge your own blind spots and deal with them. And then you'll be capable of dealing with the blind spot of your friend. This is what Jesus told the Pharisees. And this is his instruction to us. Before you can point out, man, I can't believe they be doing that. I can't believe da da da. Hey, hey make sure your vision is clear. We all grew up with the, with the uh, King James translation of this. We all know it best. You know, before you can point out the, the, the log in someone else's eye, or before you point out the speck in somebody else's eye, make sure you pull the log out of your own eye. And what Jesus was saying is, hey, you can't, you can't judge people because you, you were judged. And when you were judged, you were judged and the blood covered. The blood of Jesus covered what you were being judged for. And you have been redeemed. You have been, you, you know, as I think of the song by John B. Key, you know, you're not guilty. You're not guilty at all. It's a great song. Ooh, not guilty. Sorry, I had to go down that. But, you know, when it comes to that, you are not guilty. You've been redeemed. You have been rescued. You've been ransomed. You've been brought back into newness of life. So, therefore, we can't judge others. We can't judge others. Why? Because Jesus said, hey, you've been, you, you could have been down the same rabbit hole, but you've been delivered. Amen. Instead of judging them, why don't you say, hey, hey, guess I, I used to be where you're at. Let me show you how I got out. Create them a path of, uh, of freedom. Amen? Amen. But I love this. He said, <clears throat> but he, he, this is what he said to the Pharisees. So long story short, be careful speaking what God has never spoken. If God didn't say it, don't say it. Don't speak it, don't say it. If God didn't say it, don't say it. There's so many people that when it comes to, you know, and this is still, we're still on the point of talking about legalism. But like I said, let me remind you again, legalism literally is saying what God, uh, saying, believing and saying what God has never spoken and then judging people based off of that. And that's wrong. So, you know, when it comes to picking and choosing you know, you have to, you, you can't just cherry pick what you're going to believe. You can't just cherry pick what you're going to practice or observe or not a practice or not observe. You have to filter everything through the cross, filter everything through what Jesus has already accomplished, filter through everything that Jesus has redeemed you to be. You know, I know several people that would be like, well, you know, this company, they support this. So I ain't going to get down with that. Okay. Well, if that's the case, we got to do that for everybody. And you'd be surprised, you know, we all love Frito chips, Lay's chips. We all, you know, we, you know, you, you, uh, what was, there was one kid last night dressed up as a bag of Cheetos. And I was like, man, I'm hungry, you know? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I told his mom, I said, you better be glad he didn't come as a bag of Doritos. We had to fight the red one too. And she laughed. But, you know, I, if you, if you go online and look up the different, uh, the different thing or causes that some of these companies companies sponsor, it will blow your mind, and you'd be like, I remember, I remember my fourth year in college. We uh, that was one of our assignments to do that. Blew my mind on some of the causes that these companies sponsor, and I'm like, what? I'm like, I'm never gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna eat that again. And I remember my professor, uh, bless her heart, she was like, so are you not gonna eat all of their products? And I was like, well, well, yeah. I, why, why you ask me that? She said, well, you can't just pick and choose. If you're not going to support them, then, you know, look at this company that's doing the same thing. You can't, you, therefore, you can't drink from this company. I'm like, so what are we supposed to do? And she's like, well, you filter everything through the cross. You filter everything through who Jesus has redeemed you to be. You can still eat that bag of chips. You can still drink that soda. But you know, at the end of the day, hey, this is who they support. I don't support it. I'm not going to let it affect me. But then also, I'm going to, I'm going to educate those who I need to educate. And I'm going to also not just, not just be a news anchor where we point out the obvious or point out the problem and never give a solution. No, everybody's aware of the problem, but we be the ones that give a solution. Hey, how do we get over this, Jesus? Hey, this fear that I have, Jesus, give it to Jesus. Give it to Jesus, amen? amen. Number four, watch this, avoid violating your own conscience. I love this one. This is good because I got a good testimony for this. <clears throat> Avoid violating your own conscience. James chapter 4, verse 17. James says, so if you know of an opportunity to do the right thing today, yet you refrain from doing it, you're guilty of sin. Watch this, everybody. If you don't feel comfortable doing it, don't do it. Don't do it. I remember my, my uh, freshman year in college. <clears throat> I want to impress. I want to impress this girl. 
You want to impress this girl? I'm glad mom's in there. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Granny, you just, you just, yeah, you just. But I wanted to impress this girl, and I never watch a scary movie. Look where I grew up. Look who I grew up with. We didn't do that. You know, scary movies, it was a, it was a door that opened uh, it, it opened the, the doors or the windows of your soul, opened it up to fear, opened up to demonic activity, all those there. That's the way I grew up, and that's what I believe. And low-key, I still, like, I don't mess with that. And um, I'm hanging out, you know, this is a Bible college. You're supposed to be hanging out with, you know, Christians. And uh, we're all hanging out of the house because accountability is the best ability. It's like 12 of us. You know, no, it, we we always make sure that nobody, it wasn't, you know, her and him alone. We all surround each other. We, we're going to stay accountable. You know, we kept that. We did that part. Somebody decided, though, even though we're all being accountable, let's watch a scary movie. And I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, but I want to impress this one. I'm like, I ain't going, I don't want to be no, I don't want her to think I'm a punk. I ain't no punk, you know? So I sit there. I'm, I'm, I'm watching it. They got the lights out. And, you know, she, she all snug up on me, and I'm like, yeah, you know. But I look at the screen, here I am like this. <laughs> you know, you know. and when the lights come on, I'm like, oh, yeah. Everybody, oh, how's everybody doing? I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm ahead. I got I to got head on back home. You know, we got class in the morning. Oh, yeah, all right, bye, Lindsay, bye, yeah. Yeah, I'm driving home. I drive home with the interior lights on my car on. I'm driving because it's pitch black outside. I'm out in the county. I'm driving with the interior. You ever drive with the interior lights on on purpose? I'm doing it on purpose because I want to see everything that's in my little car. <laughs> drive back to the apartment. Walk up. It's where I live at Park Oats. Get up to the top. Turn every light on. Turn the light on in over the washer and dryer. Turn the light on the stove. B both bathroom lights on. Uh, the light in the closet, the light over the little water uh, heater that the maintenance, I turned that on. Every light and lamp was on, and I did not go to sleep. Didn't, uh, did not go to sleep. I stayed awake because wasn't nothing going to get me. <coughs> now, before I seen this movie, I didn't have a problem with the dark. After watching this movie, I, had a, I, I was afraid that what I watched on the movie was going to come and get me. You know why? Because my conscience had been violated. My conscience had been violated all because I was trying to press about it. I did something. I did something that I wasn't supposed to do. I, I violated my own conscience. James said that if you know of an opportunity to do the right thing, yet you refrain from doing it, you're guilty of sin. If you don't feel comfortable doing it, then don't do it, church. When it comes to Halloween, if you don't feel comfortable dressing up, don't, don't dress up. Nobody's going to bash you about it. If you feel comfortable dressing up as a superhero, dress up as a superhero. You, whatever you feel comfortable with, when, when, I, when I say comfortable, I'm not saying like, oh, this feels, this feels good as you put on these fishnet leggings. No, don't do it. Not saying that. What I'm saying is whatever you feel comfortable with your spirit, man. If your spirit man isn't throwing some red flags, okay, all right, we're good, we're good. But if your spirit man is throwing that red flag, like, hey, don't do it. And it's not going to be a don't do it, don't get that, don't go there. It's going to be, hey, 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 you're better than this. Don't do this. Hey, you don't need to do this. Hey, I don't, I don't think this is a good idea. It's, it's always a whisper. The Holy Spirit doesn't scream. He whispers. He whispers. For several reasons, we could really get into that. But for the most part, because why? Because you got to lean into him. You know, when my kids are whispering, I got to lean in to hear what they're saying. If the Holy Spirit's whispering, that means we need to, we need to stay at a posture where we're leaning. Now, I'm not saying you go in the store and walk around like this the whole time. Hey, what you? I'm, I'm leaning into the Spirit. But with my heart and my mind, I stay in a posture where I'm always conscious and thinking about, hey, is this something that the Spirit would lead me to do? Is this, is, this, is this an area the Spirit would lead me to go to? Is these, are these people that the Spirit would lead me to hang around with? Amen? Amen? But yeah, I violated my conscience. And I never forget that movie. I could tell you the title of it and everything. And one time I actually seen it in a, uh, like, you know, those bins at Walmart where they had the dollar Blu-rays and stuff like that. I seen that because uh, we was flipping. I was like, oh, let me see if they might have something, even though we don't watch Blu-rays now. We stream everything. But you never, you know, you look for those gems. And I seen that, I threw it down. I said, I started praying to local social said, no, no, get out of here. <laughs> and like the rest of the time in the store, I even thought about, maybe I should, you know, because sometimes you, you can find a trash can in Walmart. I thought about just taking it, take the seat and throw it away. I was like, nah, because then, you know, that, that'd be bad. I'd probably get charged for it or something. <laughs> you know? 
but still, avoid violating your conscience. And make sure it's your conscience, not somebody else's conscience. Make sure it's your conscience. Don't say, okay, well, I'm not, I'm gonna withstand, I'm gonna withstand from this because everybody else is doing it or because my significant others. Do. No, you. It has to be your conscience. Your conscience. When you get to, when we get to heaven, God's not judging you based on you and your friends. It's you. It's you that stands before the throne. Not your friends, not your marriage, not you and all your kids, not do it all your boys, not do not you and all your girls, you know, sisters before misters, not all. No, it's you. Jew before the throne, amen? amen. Watch this, number five. Avoid anything that might appear demonic. Avoid anything that might appear demonic. Ephesians chapter five, verse 11 <clears throat> says this. And don't even associate with the servants of darkness because they have no fruit in them. Instead, reveal truth to them. One, one translation says, um, what is this? it says, don't participate in the fruitless words of darkness, but instead it's supposed to, it says, don't participate with the deeds of darkness. Anything that points to the devil is the deed of darkness. I know this is, I know this is self-explanatory, but we, the, the, the big question is, okay, well, because even last night when somebody said, well, who, who are you guys? We're Cooper's Grove Church. A church? I'm like, yes, we can do this too. Like, won't you come tomorrow and you can learn why we can do this too. But yes, yeah, a church, but don't, uh, don't participate in the fruitless words of darkness. Anything that points to the devil is a deed of darkness. Watch this. Therefore, don't dress up as ghosts. Don't dress up as scary things. Don't dress up as at murderers. If you dress up like these things, are you going to go to hell? No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is don't violate your conscience. Don't by by entertaining and, and entangling and, and entertaining things that are demonic. Don't do that. Watch this. You dress up like a police officer, police officer. Who are you going to attract? The police. Why? Because you are one. You've entered into their world. Two. You you broken the law. Several laws. All right. You start enter, you start uh, you start dressing up that uh, as things that are considered deeds of demonic activity or deeds of the devil or or fruitless words of darkness deeds of darkness. You're you are inviting that type of atmosphere in. They're not saying that the moment you do instantly you're going to see a demon that stands up and says, "Hey, you've invited me. Let's go." No, but as you do that, you're gonna you're gonna start to notice that you know. I, that, that, that level of fear that you have, it's going to be a little bit more heightened than what it normally would be. Or the level of patience that you're so good at practicing, it's going to be lower and you're not going to be able to practice it as much. You know, it's hard to be, it's hard to be patient dressed up as a scary clown. You know, it's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard, what, better yet, based off of what we said last week, it's hard to look like Jesus, sound like Jesus, heal people, pray for people, point people back to Jesus, when you're looking like a scarecrow or a scary clown or, but Lindsay, it's just one day out of the year. Yeah, but it's, it may be one day, but we don't take a break from representing Jesus. Amen. The salvation that Jesus earned for you, it doesn't take a break. The blood of Jesus that we are washed in, it doesn't take a break. No, it's, it's constant. Our job of making disciples, it doesn't take a break. It's, no, it's not a 9 to 5. It's not an 8 to 3.30. It's not a 7 to 3. It's not a, you know, it's not whatever. It's all the time. You are constantly in a cycle to where when people look at you, they should see Jesus. They should hear Jesus. They should feel Jesus. And it's hard to do that when you're looking like something that looks demonic. So, therefore, number five, avoid anything that might appear demonic. You know, I don't know if you've seen, but <clears throat> eBay right now, eBay, they, they canceled all Jeffrey Dahmer um, costumes. And I'm like, that freaks me out. Just, I'm like, but that's the world we live in where people see no, they, they see nothing wrong with dressing your kid as a murderer or dressing your kid as a, you know, as a psychopath. Well, Lindsay, you know, and, and in the past, the church, when it comes to Christianity, we've seen that and we've created this wall and we say, OK, well, that's them. But we we're, we you know, we who uh, who uh, who the sun sets free is free indeed. And we're going to stand right here. And we're going to chant. And and really, to be honest, what Jesus has called us to do, if we're going to be if we're truly going to be Christ like we're supposed to see all that. And shine the light. 
We're, we're supposed to see all that and shine a light. Jesus said that you're a city set on a hill. You are a lamp set on a lampstand. A lamp set on a lampstand. You think about this for a minute. You put a lamp on a lampstand for one reason, to shine light in a dark room. Amen. To shine light in a dark room. You don't, you don't turn the, the lamp on when all the lights are on. It serves no purpose. But the purpose of a lamp is when it's in the dark room, the dark spaces. So yesterday was our chance to be a lamp on a lampstand. Why? Because, and come tomorrow, because tomorrow is officially Halloween. It's your chance when you're at work, when you're at the gas station. Not saying that when you see somebody dressed up as a ghoul or goblin or skeleton or scarecrow, not saying that you go, look, cool, ah, get out. Not saying you do all that. Please don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. You might get thrown in jail, and don't call me because I ain't got bail money. I'm saying. <laughs> don't do it. But what I'm saying is we are called to be a lamp on a lampstand. Tomorrow is your chance. If you missed it last night, tomorrow's your chance. Somebody say, tomorrow's my chance. Tomorrow. Let me close with this. Why, we did, why, why did we do the trunk and treat yesterday? Because, you, like I said, you are a city set on a hill for all to see. Lexington can't see the light of Christ and walk in the light when it comes to parenting their children, staying in their marriages, et cetera, if we are avoiding what trunk or treats, if we're avoiding tomorrow, if we're avoiding being a light in a, a city of darkness. You think about all the marriages that are suffering right now, that need the light of Jesus. They can't, they, they can't get exposed to the light if you're not entering into their area. Well, Lindsay, their space doesn't look like a space that I want to be involved in. Ah, I'm pretty sure that somebody, whoever, whoever brought the gospel to you, did not, in their flesh and their core, did not want to enter into your space, but still they did. Amen. Why? Because we are spirit-led, not flesh-led. We are spirit-led, not emotion-led. We're spirit-led, not cultural-led. Not, oh, you know, well, this person said this, so therefore I'm going to follow. No. What did Jesus say? Amen? What did Jesus say? Not what, not what my cousin said, not what my parents said, not what my boyfriend said, not what sister so-and-so said. No, what did Jesus say? There are several times where I'm doing stuff and I have to ask myself, did Jesus say this or is this something that I'm doing just because it's, it's a habit? What are we doing, amen? <clears throat> what are we doing? You're a lamp set on a lampstand. When does the lamp shine the best? We said it shines best in a dark space. So yesterday was our chance to allow the Holy Spirit to go and reflect the light of Christ within us. Amen? Amen. So watch this and let's end with this. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Or verses, did I put 1 through 8 or I just put 8? Okay, we'll just do 8. <clears throat> Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Paul says this, he says, So keep your thoughts continually, somebody say continually, fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable, Admirable, beautiful, and respectful, pure, holy, merciful, and kind. I'm just going to be honest. There's no, there's, there's, there's no honorable, admirable, and beautiful, and respectful scarecrow. There's no beautiful, honorable, admirable, creepy clown. There's no vampire that's beautiful and honorable. There's not. There's not. So therefore, watch this, if I'm going to follow that scripture and I'm going to participate in tomorrow, then okay, okay, Lord, if, I, if I'm going to participate tomorrow, but still I want to be honorable and admirable, okay, I need to make sure my costume is honorable and admirable. There's nothing wrong with Sonic. There's nothing wrong with superheroes. Like, you got to think about, okay, and it's, it's, this isn't rocket science. When you're choosing your costumes, when you're choosing, you know, your decorations, okay, this, this, this black cat kind of looks creepy. There's nothing honorable and admirable about that. Ah, we ain't going to do that. Let's find something else. It's, it's that simple. It's that simple. You're still participating, but also you're still reflecting Christ. Why? Because when people come up to your house, I remember uh, back when I lived with mom, mom and dad, uh, when I was in high school, I remember one time there was this family come up and they knocked on the doors during uh, trick-or-treat night, Halloween night, and they said, uh, the reason we came to your house because your house didn't look scary. And that always sat with me. I'm like, hmm, hmm. Even on a even on a uh, a a day that is when we look at the origin, it's a it's a pagan origin. It's a dark history. Still, there are people that are in uh, that are in this, still looking for somewhere that is safe. 
there's still people out there looking, hey, is there a safe place I could take my kids while they dress up as something that's still not super creepy or scary? Is there a safe place? Oh, wait, there is. It's called the church. What can we do? That's an evangelistic opportunity for us to provide a safe place for them. And that's what we did yesterday. That's what you did. That's Lindsay, all I did was dress up a trunk. Hey, we provided a safe outlet for them. They, every parent that came there, they knew that, hey, this place, I can, I can, well, thankfully they didn't, but I can let my child run free <laughs> and they're not going to get stabbed. Let's just be honest. I can let my child run, I can let my child get any candy that they want and there's no poison in it. That's what Jesus looks like right there. Come to me. It's safe in me. And if we are Christ-like, then we reflect that same thing. So tomorrow, if, you, if you're giving candy, I'm not saying you have to, but if you're giving candy at your house, trust and know that, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to make sure that my house shows people that this is a safe house. These are, this is safe candy. You know, if you want to, if you want to give out dental floss, be like, hey, here's some dental floss, parents, because your kids, they're going to get cavities after eating all this. Here you go. I'm thinking ahead of you. You know, not say you got to do that, but if you want to do it. But I mean, like, the possibilities are endless on how we can reflect Christ. But see, the problem is too many people have only focused on the true origin of this and said, okay, well, we can't do that. We can't. If that's the case, then Jesus, like, they, Papa, Jesus, Holy Spirit, they should have avoided mankind a long time ago. Based off, of, based off of all the things that we have, we have fallen into. But still, the Bible says that Jesus entered into our darkness. Entered into our darkness. Entered into your darkness. Entered into our obscurity. Entered into our anxiety, our depression. Entered into our traumas. Every trigger that we have. He entered into all those spaces and revealed the light. Shine the light. You know, Drea sings the song so good, but Jesus makes the darkness tremble. And guess what? If we, if he is in us, then tomorrow, tomorrow should be nothing for us. Tomorrow should be nothing for us. Amen. Not saying that you go to the Halloween store and say, all right, I have the full armor of God. And you just dive in. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Okay. Not saying you have to charge into, you know, I, I, I remember uh, when I first met Kelsey, we would go to services with her family. And I remember I heard this one, this, uh, this one elder be like, you know, he was talk, talking about spending time with God. He said, I was just so fired up. I could have ran into hell with a water pistol. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, baby. <laughs> you know, I, I, get, I get prayed up. I, I ain't doing that now. I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. Uh, uh, but I never forgot that. I was like, oh, right. You know, charging the hell with the water pistol, okay? So not saying you got to go into the Halloween store and, you know, just, all right, we're going to go in there. We're going to pray out every spirit, every, we're going to bind everything up. No, don't set yourself up for, you know, for failure. Don't violate your conscience. Amen. And don't, and don't entangle with demonic appearances or demonic activity. Amen. <clears throat> so I pray that if you were taking notes, remember all those different things, but also, you know, also this, the practice of Hallow's Eve or Halloween ultimately, which ultimately became Halloween. Uh, when I was studying it, I wrote this down as well. And I promise we will end, but it was done as a response to the belief in purgatory. It was done as a response to the belief in purgatory. Now, purgatory, the reason I saw this, I got so excited because purgatory uh, in the in the old centuries, purgatory is a made a made up place by the Catholic Church, by Catholicism, where they were, you know, loved ones or families would grieve over loved ones. So instead of instead of reflecting Christ and reminding them, hey, it's OK, I know this. I know they're gone, but understand this to be absent here to me, be present with the Lord. Oh, how they are not hurting anymore, how they are not sad, how they're not sick anymore, how they have full memory, how they have vibrant life, how they get to see face to face with Jesus. Instead of reminding them of that, they took advantage of them and created this place called purgatory and charged them money. They said, hey, you know, your loved one is in a place. It's in an in-between place. They haven't made it to heaven or hell. But if you pay, if you pay this amount of money, then you can send them from, you know, the, the in-between place into heaven. Or you can send them from hell back into heaven. And the, and the pagans that created Halloween, they created that 
in response to, hey, that, that doesn't seem right. And the reason I got excited about this is because there is a big movement against the against purgatory and against penances. We talked about it last year. It was called the Protestant Reformation, led by uh, this guy. You know, so uh, what, 505 years, 507 years, something like that. 500 plus years ago, there is there are several men, but one man finally got fed up with all the lies, all the lies and all the false doctrine and all and all the all the legalism that was being taught. And therefore, he decided, okay, I'm, I'm, and he wrote 95 different things that were wrong, that were false, that weren't being taught, but they were taught uh, that they were the opposite of what Jesus taught. And he nailed them to the door of the Catholic Church on October 31st. So if you, even if you don't, even if you don't dress up, and even if you're like, you know what, I, I, I hear you, Lindsay, I'm, I'm still not going to dress up. Okay, well, cool. Think about, think about the Protestant Reformation tomorrow. If you can't think of anything else, if you can't celebrate anything else, celebrate the fact that the church that we attend was birthed out of that. We talked about it last year, how all the different churches spawned out of that big reformation that happened. And let that lead you to be like, okay, if he was willing to put everything that they were doing in the hot seat and say, okay, what in this, what am I doing that looks like Christ? And what am I doing that doesn't look like Christ? And then if it doesn't look like Christ, throw it all away and start fresh. If he was able to do that, if centuries and centuries of believers were able to do that, we should be doing that. Don't just get comfortable with your daily habits thinking that it's okay, but hey, you know what? What I do on the daily, does this look like Jesus? Does this sound like Jesus? Man, it don't. You know what? Okay, I'm, I'm going to have to dispose of it. Lord, show me, show, me, show me how can I sound like you. Show me how can I look like you? How can I, how can I talk like you? How can I walk like you? How can I have the same type of empathy and patience like you? Amen. This all started, think about it, all started as a response to people being legalistic. People not giving the truth. If they would have gave them the truth, if they would have gave these grieving people the truth, we probably wouldn't be celebrating Halloween. Generations after generations after generations of people would have had wholeness, would have had solace, would have had peace knowing that, you know what? Yeah, I may miss my loved ones, but they're with Jesus. They're with Jesus. Listen, I miss my grandpa. I miss him dearly. I listen, I listen, I listen to Lee Williams. I didn't listen to Lee Williams before, but I listen to him now. <laughs> but I know that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. There, there's no, there's no pagan ritual that can that can influence me to, you know, you know, you know, I think this time of the year is when the you know the wall is thin and maybe we can no, there's not that. Maybe we can communicate with no, I don't have, I don't believe that, I don't fall into that. Why do I not fall into that? Because I've been shown the truth, which is Jesus. But there's people, believe it or not, church, there's people in this town and in this community that haven't been shown the full truth of Jesus. And that's why we do what we did yesterday. And that's why you do what you do tomorrow. In the midst of a dark world, in the midst of a hurting world, you, you show them Jesus, you give them Jesus. Amen? You give them Jesus. Well, Lindsay, and if somebody ridicules you, I thought you were a Christian. I am. Jesus entered into darkness. I'm just like Jesus. Here to shine the light. Oh, oh, oh. And in, in fact, invite them to shine the light with you. Hey, I'm just one lamp on a stand. Why don't you, let's be two lamps on a stand. Come on. I'm just one city on it. Let's be two cities on it. Let's be a metropolitan area. Let's, let's, let's shine this for Jesus. Amen.